0: Hi, I'm Chelsea and I have rheumatoid arthritis. After being diagnosed in 2020, I made it my mission to learn everything I can about different chronic conditions. I didn't want to just read about them though. I wanted to hear firsthand experiences. So I started this show to educate myself and to raise awareness. Welcome to My Immune System Hates Me. Colleen was born with a limb difference, so when she was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, she knew it would complicate things. Luckily, her positive attitude and adaptability has led her to finding a Colleen way of doing things, and now she's able to educate and inspire others. Here's Colleen. Hi, Colleen. Welcome to the podcast. How are you today?
1: I'm well, Chelsea. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. Thanks. Okay. Before we dive into kind of your medical history and all that kind of jazz, uh-huh. uh, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself?
1: Sure. I'm Colleen. I'm 52 years old. Um, I was diagnosed with um, rheumatoid arthritis when I was 20. I'm, I've been with my husband for 34 years. We met each other actually on a blind date. Really? Yep. His mother and my mother worked together. He just graduated college and was moving back home. And his mom was like, my son needs to go out and to." to you know, find a girl or whatever. And my mom's like, well, I have a daughter. And it was so funny because of course I was born with a limb difference. I was born having one hand and my mom's like, well, my daughter just graduated high school. And and so my mom and her and his mom set it up. And my mom didn't even think to tell them that I have one arm because we're just so used to me being like this. Yeah. So I remember like, mom, did, does he know I only have one hand? She's like, Oh my God, I don't even think I told them, but I was like, well, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. And it, worked out fine. You know, it was just me.
0: <laughs> that is so cool. I bet both your moms are thrilled because now they're, cause they're like friends, right? They got yeah. buddies, they're family now. <laughs>
1: yep. And it was funny when we got married, you know, hey, you have to have somebody sign your marriage license. We had my mom and his mom sign it because they're, they're the ones that brought us together.
0: That is so cute. And that's really cool that you were able to go on this date and not kind of like give any warnings because I think that's so stupid. Yeah. And honestly, if you can't handle it, then you're not the right one for me. So that, bye-bye. <laughs> that's right.
1: That's right. And, you know, of course, he's been with me throughout my um, arthritic journey. Um, I've been with Sean now 34 mm-hmm. years. Wow. We've been married um, 20 Mm -hmm. So he's, he's, he's seen
0: it all. (laughs) (laughs) The highs and the lows, sickness and in health. Right. Wow. Okay. So as you mentioned, you have a limb difference and you have rheumatoid arthritis, your limb difference, you were born with that, right? So there was no, you know, diagnosis. There's no testing for that. You just kind of came out that way. Right. Right.
1: Nowadays, a lot of times when people are getting the sonograms, like at the 20 week mark, Sometimes, you know, they can tell that, you know, they might have a limb difference. And but of course, I was born in 1969, and they didn't do sonograms back then. So I just kind of popped out like this. But you know what, my mom raised me just like my siblings, you know, I could do everything they could do. We just figured out ways to adapt, you know, very similar to like arthritis, you just figure out different ways like the first thing I really learned how to do was to tie my shoes. And once I learned how to do that, I figured I can do anything. And then my next biggest hurdle was when I was 12, I, w- I was invited to a slumber party and I saw all the girls were using a curling iron. And I, back then I used to just wear my hair in barrettes. And I w- I, when I went home, I, my mom bought me a curling iron that day and I practiced every day after school. For <laughs> hours and hours, like, I'm gonna figure this out. I got the comb, I put the curling iron in, slid the comb down, made it fall to the floor. I turned it I, and I perfected it, of course. And by the next summer party, when we woke up that morning, I was the first one in that bathroom doing my hair. And then I knew no matter what in life, I, I can do it. You just practice.
0: Yeah. Determination, wanting to fit in with those curling hair girls.
1: That's right. And I've always had that drive of like, I can face anything, you know,
0: and, yeah. and that's just what I do. You do it the hashtag the Colleen way.
1: That's right. That's right. You know, my my sister in law gave me that title when I first signed, went on Instagram, which was in January, and it, and I love that now. So everything I do, it I always say that's the Colleen way. That's the Colleen way.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. It's it's the way that you have found to get through some things, yep. and it's it's brilliant. Some of the I watched lots of your videos, and I'm like, man, that is so smart. Yep. <laughs> but of course, you have to figure out what you got to do right. to get through your day. Right. Okay, with your RA. When did those symptoms start to show up? Um, I
1: was I was twenty, and it really started off in my hand. I just had a lot of hand pain. Mm. Um, now I, I actually broke my thumb um, in third grade at a skating party, and back then they were too scared to put a cast on my hand because it being my only hand, oh. and so it, it probably didn't heal correctly. <laughs> and and then I also broke my two knuckles here playing basketball. Mm-hmm. and and I just have a feeling that, that kind of got things going <laughs> sort of okay and then so it started in my hand and then it went to my knees they kind of realized it right away with the blood work I go, I was kind of lucky I know a lot of people mm. don't get diagnosed right away yeah and initially they kind of thought I had lupus too because um I know it's all connected but I had a lot of kidney problems and I had to go in the hospital a bunch of times with my kidneys so they kind of were thinking it was more mm. that side of the autoimmune stuff but Yeah, not wood. I haven't really had many problems since about 2005 with my kidneys. Good, but but that's kind of how it started.
0: Yeah, and then did they start you off kind of on some of the more generic medications, or what? What was that journey like?
1: Well, I was trying to ask my husband, like, do you remember the medicines (laughs) we used to take? Because I guess, I guess, brain fog. You know, you forget. Yeah. Of course, back then I didn't journal like I do now. I wasn't. I wasn't a good advocate to write everything down and to keep track of everything. But I I remember I was of course, like on steroids back then everything was oral and I know I did Plaquenil at one time and something else. And then I remember when they moved to where you could do like the self inject shots, I did Humira Mm -hmm. and Embrel. And that was back when that stuff used to really sting really bad. Yeah. And then I moved to the IV ones in 2008 and I've been on those ever since.
0: Okay. Do you, and you find an improvement?
1: Oh yes. That's helped a lot. Wow. My biggest improvement, I would say, I think the first one I was on was one that was like two hours long. I
0: can't remember what it was,
1: maybe Remicade or something. Is that one that's like a couple hours in the IV? I can't remember.
0: Yeah. I don't know. There's so many, there's so many, I can't keep them straight.
1: <laughs> right. Well, the one, the first one I did, I did have some reactions where like, I felt like I couldn't breathe and like, I felt like uh, I was getting like high sort of, but I wasn't. And, you know, that's why, that's why that doctor always has to be there when they do the infusions. Mm -hmm. At that time, they would just give you stuff to offset that like um, Benadryl and different things. Right. That was the only time I ever had uh, complications with the infusions was that one that was two hours long. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I went to Arencia, which was like a 30 minute or an hour long infusion. And now I'm on Actimra, which is an hour long but I kind of switch about every two to three years. It seems like all of a sudden it just kind of stops working and you can tell in your blood work and, and the way you feel.
0: Yeah. I, that was going to be my next question is like, how do you know? Cause I know I was on a very mild medication and all of a sudden the pain started coming back and I felt like that med was not doing anything anymore. Is that what you feel too? Like you're back at square one. Right.
1: Oof. And, and the, like the sed rate would go up. And um, luckily the doctor's office that I go, I go to, they do your blood work when you get your infusion. Um, they do, I get my blood work done every eight weeks and I see the doctor every four months. So they, And my nurse is wonderful. I have her cell phone number. Anytime we have problems, I can call her or you know text her. And I love that about my office. So that helps tremendously. And the doctor, every time you go to the doctor, you get detailed notes. They mail them to you in the mail. So if you ever need them for filing for disability or you just want them for your own records, they, they tell you everything. And mm. so I love that. So that's why it's important to get a good doctor that you trust and have that relationship with.
0: Yeah, for sure. Now, have you had any complications with your RA other than, you know, the medications kind of crapping out after a couple of years?
1: Well, um, the only really big thing that's happened to me, I've had a lot of surgeries because of my arthritis. Mm. I've had my knuckles replaced these, these knuckles here at two different times, one in 1999. I had the first finger fused and the middle finger replaced. And of course, that's a major surgery, Um, me having the one hand. But I figured things out. I mean, I had a lot of help, but, you know, that's a good three months recovery because your arm was like a contraption, how to do the therapy and, Mm. and everything. And then I've had two foot surgeries me to get some nodules taken out. Then I got my wrist fused and I've had my hip replaced. So I'm kind of like the bionic woman. I've had just about everything. Wow.
0: (laughs) When they replace your knuckles, is it kind of like a hip replacement where they put just like an artificial knuckle in there?
1: Yep. Yep. Just like it. And you go through the therapy and um, PT for, you know, weeks and weeks. And, but yeah, it was the same thing. And, uh, you know, and I, I still figured out ways. I mean, the only thing I really couldn't do, of course, was drive or, You know, like my husband would do my hair, even back then when I would want to wear makeup, he'd pluck my eyebrows and do whatever. And I'd figure out how to hold cups and use a lot of straws so I could just figure out how to how to do things. Yeah, there's always a way.
0: There's always the Colleen way. (laughs) (laughs) What does it mean to have a joint fused? I've never under actually understood what that meant. The fuse
1: means it just doesn't bend or move. Like, um, of course, my my hand got worse since my surgery, but. It's just totally like um, in a position. It doesn't move. Same with my ankle. So it's just purposely fused like in one position. And it's helped me a lot. Like my ankle, um, I can wiggle my ankle a little bit, but I can't like twist it around like the other one. Mm-hmm. But it's helped so much because before it was such bone on bone and it was just so aggravating and that they were able to fix me up. And another complication, I guess, that I kind of had from the RA is I have developed osteoporosis being on steroids for many, many, many years, you know, that yeah. that disintegrates your bones. And it was so funny the way that the doctor realized that um, at my first foot surgery in 2001, you know, he took an x-ray and all of a sudden the doctor's looking at me. Of course, they can't tell you what to say, but they can mm-hmm. nod, nod their head. And he's like, you fell, right? And he keeps nodding his head like, you, you had a fall in your house, right? And I'm like, "Um, yes, I fell because he was trying to be able to document that I could get the um, bone density test oh. because I was only 31 at the time and insurance normally wouldn't cover that because I was too young mm-hmm. so he documented that oh she fell um uh, you know she has weak bones and then that's how I was discovered that I had beginning back then it was osteopenia but then it turned into osteoporosis mm-hmm. but I, I take a infusion medicine for that now too and, and it's on the men's it's doing much much better my bones are building up <laughs>
0: Oh, good. Get those good, strong bones. (laughs) As we were talking about, you have so many ways that you've adapted. Do you have like tools that you use to help with that? I have just
1: about every kitchen tool that they make. I mean, you name it, we have it. I have different choppers. I have special can openers, special bottle openers. I have stuff to help me pull my pants up. Like after my hip replacement surgery, if I can't um, grab a thing, I could have a thing that'll help pull your pants up, pull your socks on. I mean, you name it. If they sell it, I have it. Like the, the things to wash your back, you know, the long sponge things on a stick, long shoehorns. Uh-huh. I have it all.
0: <laughs> I wow. can open up
1: an a, a orthopedic department in my garage.
0: <laughs> hey, wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking my mom was asking me what I wanted for Christmas, what would, what she could put on my list. And I was like, you know what, anything that's like adaptive or anything that can help with like, you know, heating pads or jar wow. openers, like all those kind right. of adaptive things are like great for all you listeners. They're great gifts for us, you know, disabled people. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Check those out. Anyway, I keep a, um, a
1: heating pad thing that wraps around your shoulder and Velcros together. That's at my recliner 24 seven, anytime I need it, it's already plugged in. I just pull it out, wrap it up, and I'm I'm good to go. Wow. I keep one in the bedroom too. I have two, one for each location.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You're all set. Nope. Other than medications and stuff, do you do other sorts of treatment or like pain management things? Do you do like meditations or yogas or do you do physical therapy? What kind of stuff do you do?
1: Well, um, when I was working, now I did work for 28 years. I, I tried mm-hmm. to work as long as I could, and then my arthritis just got too bad, and I can only move the two fingers. So, um, I mean, they did provide me with a, equipment that I could talk to type, but it was still very hard to keep up with everybody and to keep up with the stats and the, this and the that, and, you know, cause all they really want is a body in that desk to do that job. And, you know, if you're, if you're not making those numbers, yeah. they're going to get somebody else in there.
0: Right.
1: So I got a little nervous about that. Even though I was there for 28 years, I was like, you know what, they're going to probably get rid of me. <laughs> but, but then my doctors are like, you know what? you have to do what's best for your health, you know, you're not going to grow another hand, you have to do what's best for your overall health, and why kill yourself, and they don't even care, yeah. so I went out on yeah. disability, and I was approved right away, and so, but it gave me a chance to take care of my mom, because, you know, she, she was really sick, until mm. she died, and, you know, my husband has health problems, so now I'm just caring for others, so yeah. things always happen for a reason. It's very
0: true there's always a big hesitation to go on disability because it's kind of like you're admitting defeat. You're like, okay, RA right, Or whatever your illness is like you won, you beat me this time. But I, I do feel that if it does come to that time, it's meant to be that time. Right. You know, there's other things that are more important for you to be doing than slaving away at a job that doesn't appreciate you or thinks you're too slow or think, you know, right? it's, it's not admitting defeat. It's just admitting right. that it's time to make a change and pivot. That's right. Yeah.
1: Right. That chapter was over. And now I, I was moved on to something else. But when I did work, my insurance allowed me to do occupational therapy, like 60 times a year. Hmm. I still went, I mean, even though, You know, I knew my hand was as bad as it's going to be, but I took advantage of any chance that I could get to get help. The stimulations that they can do, the different exercises that they can do versus what you do at home. I did that the entire time I worked Mm -hmm. because if it was offered to me and all I had to pay was a small copay, it was worth it. And if it helped give me a little bit better range of motion or less pain, I did it. Um, So I, I I recommend that to anybody that has RA, ask your rheumatologist for a referral for, for therapy, even though you might think it's not going to do any good. It does do good. It honestly does good. It helps me do things around my kitchen better. You know, I mean, this might sound stupid, but like even (laughs) open up a box of cereal or a box of something you have to cook. I feel like my hand is stronger because I've done different therapies. Yeah. It adds up. And same with when I had my hip replaced, all the different ways you'd learn about the 90 degrees and the this, different ways to go down and pick something up or pull something up. I still follow all that today, even though wow. I have my hip replaced in
0: 2009. <laughs> it's still good life lessons, life exercises. Yeah. I've been thinking about this a lot lately about how sometimes we get this, a diagnosis or, or something that kind of changes our life trajectory. And in the moment, you're like, wow, everything is terrible. My life sucks. But as you kind of go through it, I found since my diagnosis, so much of my personality has changed and I've become like a nicer, more empathetic person. And like there's because of my diagnosis, I've become, I think, a better person. And I know watching your videos and hearing from you, I feel like though you have so many obstacles you love who you are and you love your life and you wouldn't change it for anything. Tell me a bit about how you, how it started for you emotionally and where you are today.
1: Well, that's, that's a, that's a great question or point. Cause when it, when it first started, even though I was, I've always been a very positive outgoing person, but at the beginning, I know that I I looked at it as like, Oh, crap this is gonna this is gonna make things a little harder mm-hmm. and uh, there were days that I, I did struggle I mean and I don't like to show anybody when I'm weak like I, even if we would go out or do stuff with friends if I knew I couldn't get up from my chair and walk over to get the food with somebody else was in that room I didn't want them to know I was struggling mm-hmm. I'd be like Sean can you go get that for me I didn't want anybody to ever see I couldn't do it yeah. and not, even though I know that's not a failure if they would have saw me but I don't want I didn't want anybody to look at me as weak mm-hmm. but over years, that, that went away. Now, I don't care if people see me. Now, I just say, I'm just in neutral. I'm getting there, and I, as I stand up, and I, I kind of fi- get my weight, and I figure out a way to go, I always go, I'm just in neutral. I'm just about to get in drive. I'm, I'll be there in a second. I, I feel it empowers me, because I'm like, you know what? This is what I have. This is what I'm going to do, and this is how I, I'm going to do it, and everybody knows that Colleen likes to do things in the daytime. If we we're going to meet with somebody, we have to do it at lunch or we have to do it at two o'clock. Mm-hmm. We can't do no seven, eight o'clock at night thing if it's for Colleen because she ain't coming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and that's just the way I roll. And everybody knows that. And I, I'm fine about saying no. Like if they ask me to do something or they want to go to a concert or go something that's to late at night, I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for asking. I really appreciate it. But I'm going to have to miss that one. I can't wait to see your pictures.
0: Yeah. And I just, that's what I say. Mm-hmm. but it
1: has been been a struggle at the beginning I and mean, I thought well I'm going to get through this and like for example oh, you gonna make me cry but oh. well, the first year we got married um Sean knew that I struggled sometimes and I he I don't ever want to show anybody and he got me oh, gosh he got me a walking wheelchair you know the transfer wheelchairs that don't have the big wheels yeah he, that was my Christmas present and first I was like, I can't believe you have to buy your wife a wheelchair. At first, I was embarrassed. I didn't want to tell anybody. And when people are like, what would you get for Christmas? And I never really told anybody for years that that was my main gift. Mm. But you know what? It was such a gift of love because he knew I needed that. And um, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry. Um, Mm. And that thing has saved our life so many times because on the times that I do struggle, because I don't want people to know, Sean would just push me. And I, I... if we even just went to the store or went to the mall he would just push me and if i ran into somebody that nobody really knew i struggled like that because they'd be like gosh she's in a wheelchair but because um, i don't want anybody to know but you know back then i didn't want people to know but i was so grateful that that was my gift and then it turns out when, he, when we opened it they forgot to give him the two little feet part of the chair
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that morning christmas morning I said, oh, Sean, they forgot the feet, but that's okay. We can get that next week. He called the store he bought it from on Christmas day. They brought it to our house on Christmas day. And um, such great customer service. (laughs) Um, It was just a local, um, it was a mom and pop um, drug store that he worked by. Mm. And they they drove to our house to give us the feet. And I still have that same wheelchair today, a transfer chair. And then I ended up buying one for my mom because it helped with my mom, and now I have my mom's because you know she passed away a few years ago. So now I have two. And anybody, anytime I had to go to the doctor, that I was when I was really sick, if Sean was with me and pushing me, they knew okay she's really bad because he's mm-hmm. coming. Yeah. But that was the best gift. And so you're right. Of when when we need something, those around us just buy something simple like an opener or a mm-hmm. chopper or something to help us make us the biggest. Change. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> it sounds like he really truly gets it. Like it's hard for people who don't experience it to really get it, you know, this the way that we do. Right. But you spend so much time convincing people of your pain and your illness and your struggle that when someone acknowledges it and sees that this will be helpful for you because I know right. that this is real and that you are in pain and that you are struggling. And when they acknowledge it in that way, it does, it means so much. Yeah. Even if it is something small, like a jar opener, I'm like, nice. thank you for realizing that that's tough for me. Even when people are like, let me carry that for you. Right. So it sounds like you got a good one. Oh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's
1: funny. Like, I don't mind if people help me more on my arthritis side, but when it comes mm-hmm. to my limb different side, like when I'm at the grocery store and when I'm taking the stuff out of the buggy to put on the thing at the cash register, mm-hmm. it drives me crazy when the person behind me comes up and grabs it and wants to help me. I'm like, no, 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 no. i got this. <laughs> And I'm thinking to myself, if I want help, I'm going to ask for help. Yeah. Sure, it might take me like two extra minutes, but I'm going to get this. Yeah. But thank you. <laughs> but that's right beside me. If I know I need help, I will ask for help way more easier than I do with having one hand.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got to work on
1: that. I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Yeah. I feel like with your limb difference, it's what you've grown up your whole life doing. So you're like, oh. no, this is normal. I don't, the oh, yeah. RA stuff, that's newer. So that I will take help with, but the other stuff I've adapted. I found the Colleen way to do it. (laughs) That's right. Do you have any advice for the listeners out there, whether they have RA or if they also have a limb difference or if they're just curious about it all?
1: Well, I would say just do the best that you can with what you have and just take it one step at a time. I mean, there are some days that you don't feel great, but just keep moving, even a little bit, you know, even if all you did was get out of your bed to walk to the other room to watch TV, or you took a shower that day, or I don't know, made yourself dinner or did something a little bit extra that you didn't do the day before. That is such a win. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to challenge, you have to accept those wins and think, good for you, you did this. (laughs) And when it comes to your medication and things, definitely get yourself a good doctor and track your medicines in your journal, you know, give it a chance to work. Because a lot of medicines can take sometimes three to six months to work. Mm. And that could be a long time, but just kind of go with it. And, and if it doesn't work, then ask to switch. And I know I know a lot of it is based on your insurance. And, you know, um, like my infusion medicines are really expensive. We have to buy a secondary insurance because just having Medicare is my primary it wouldn't cover my infusions completely. I mean, we'd have to fork out a lot of money, but we we pay that extra um, supplement plan because I have to have I have to have the infusions. Yeah. And so to us, my husband looks at it like, well, that's priceless because if it gives you a better quality of life, we're going to keep doing that extra insurance because you need it. But my advice is just do the best you can, just keep moving, and just love yourself the most. And it's okay to tell people no. Yeah. And you know, just do it for yourself.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Is there anything else that maybe we missed that you would like to add or that you thought of?
1: Well, I I don't want anybody to ever look at me and say, God, her hand looks so bad. I don't want my hand to ever look that way. Mm -hmm. Everybody's journey is different. I mean, everybody's journey is different. I mean, just because my arthritis hand turned out like this, that doesn't mean yours is. And because I've had younger people that uh, have been diagnosed that have said to me, Oh no, is that what's going to happen to me? I'm like, no, everybody's journey is different. You know, we're all, we all deal with it differently. You're your metabolism is different than mine and everybody handles things differently. But I'm just grateful that the medication that I have now the disease, it really isn't getting worse. It's maintaining, you know, they've come such a long way in these 32 years that I've had it. Yeah. I mean, you know, thank God that, you know, they've improved it. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. You know, just don't give up, just keep moving forward.
0: Yeah. Now I follow you on Instagram and I feel like everybody should, everything you post is just kind of a light, like it's all just very positive and it's all so encouraging to everyone. So where can people find you?
1: Well, on Instagram, I'm like mad for many, M-A-D, and then the number four, Minnie. and I do try to be positive and outgoing and, you know, and I'm real. I'm totally authentic. I don't, you know, I just do post and say what I want to do and people seem to like it. <laughs> um, and I forgot to say, I'm also an ambassador for the I Am Possible Foundation, which is a limb difference um, organization. And I just try to help out the young parents out there that have little youngins like me because, you know, I'm trying to show them that their kid's going to be okay because, look at me. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm sure that's huge for those families. And I'm sure too, like they'll be able to teach their kids some of the ways that you've adapted and, and how you're able to get things done. Yeah. I'm sure you're a huge inspiration to those families.
1: And, and in case and one last little thing, just in case anybody is out there, but my friend recently wrote a book called baking up a storm. And it the main character has a limb difference like me. Wow. And it's from Jessica Farum she's it's a wonderful little book so if any any anybody that's out there that doesn't have any books about differences or celebrating you know people's differences or inclusion and and everything this is a great start because as it's an adventure about kids reading or baking with their family and all the fun that happens of spilling the flour and the sugar and the different activities that we all did as kids and my favorite part is the little boy looks just like me and I've never had that growing up and this is a great Christmas gift for people to to get for their, their kids or their nieces and nephews, because you know, we, everybody wants to be included. So I just had to throw
0: that in there. Sorry. (laughs) No, that's great. I'll link that in the show notes as well. So if anyone wants to go check it out, I'll put a little link for it. okay great Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, um, spending the afternoon with me. It was so nice to like, get to speak with you and hear your story and, and how you've kind of gotten to where you are today. It's been really awesome.
1: Thanks, Chelsea. You're awesome.
0: Oh, shucks. (laughs) You're making a big
1: difference for so many people. So thank you.
0: Thank you. I hope so. All right, Colleen. Well, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. bye. Bye. You can find all of Colleen's links in the show notes. So be sure to give her a follow. Don't forget to add some My Immune System Hates Me merchandise to your holiday wish list. There are shirts, bags, cups, hats, and more at myimmunesystempod.com slash store. Make sure you rate and review the show in your podcast app and follow me on Instagram and Facebook at myimmunesystempod. If you've got a chronic condition and would like to be a guest, you can fill out the form at myimmunesystempod.com. And a quick disclaimer before we go. Any information discussed in this podcast is strictly my opinion and those of my guests and are for informational purposes only. We are speaking from our personal experiences and you should always consult with your doctor or medical team. Bye!